This is the special crossover, cross epic podcast with Hey Zach, how's it going? Good. And why, I'm Ed. Why don't you introduce who everyone is here, Ed? All right. On the uh, well, we got a whole bunch of people coming from all over the internets to bring you the special Dragon Ball One Piece crossover cross epic podcast from Daisenshu EX, the website and the podcast. We have Vegito EX, aka Mike. Hey, what's up, everyone? And Julian, aka Saya Jedi on AP Forums. Hey, everybody. On the other side of the aisle, we have Greg. They took our goons! <laughs> and we have uh, EGX, Jason. How y'all doing? Hey, I wanted Ed to get a little hosting in since I'm going to be doing that a lot. So, I've been rereading a lot of the, the monochrome talk, which we'll talk about later, and cross epic and everything, and really seeing where everyone draws everything from. But I guess what we'll start, we'll start out first uh, with the series and where we are in each of the series. I guess one of them is done. So I, I assume everyone here has either read or watched all of Dragon Ball. No, I have seen absolutely zero. Can you tell me what that one's about? I believe it is about monkeys doing something. Oh, yes, yes. So on. <laughs> but I, I mean, everyone here is, we, we've all grown up with Dragon Ball. So that's definitely been a big series for us. So it's almost as a podcasting, we're mimicking the Oda I guess, ideology of growing up with Dragon Ball and basing ourselves off of Dragon Ball things. So <laughs> it's very cool to have you on, Mike. So, Mike, where are you right now in One Piece? So I have not watched or read anything. It's probably been a few years. And like I was mentioning to you earlier, there's something I want to talk about a little bit later. The last thing I remember seeing, I was watching the TV version, it was uh, there was a boat and there were a couple people. They were going <laughs> up somewhere. And I believe NL... Is it NL or Eneru? What have you guys I believe it's the, I believe, It's Eneru, I believe. Yeah, I believe it's Eneru. Well, we had the voice actor for him on, and, and that's what he calls him, so... Like, Alright, so, like, he, dub, he fought Sanji, yeah, and, like, they fought, and someone got upset, and that was a long time ago. Kaminari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're heading up to Skypea, or, I think. Finally. Yes. Going to the sky. <laughs> Julian, where are you up to? I, I think I know where you are. Yes, I'm basically at the current arc, although I need to reread because I'm kind of foggy on a few of the details. But I've got all the Tonkobo and lying around my room in various places that I need to collect before I move in with my fiance. So, yeah. Uh, that would yeah. I'm just starting to put all my One Piece stuff together after moving, so I understand. And every I get you three are caught up. I know Greg, Ed, and Jason. <laughs> yeah, I know the series about like three times now. The Japanese tanks, the yeah, logs. I, I've and seen the it, bombs. and you won't stop talking about it. Really? We're gonna. I guess we'll keep things up to the middle of Skypea then. <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> See, this this is the weird thing though. It, you talk about the most recent things in the series, and I've listened to some of your episodes. I mean, I love hearing people talk about stuff that they're so enthusiastic about. But when you're talking about the most current arcs, it's like talking about Bebby in GT to someone who's up to the Red Ribbon arc. I, I Trust Ball. me, I know. We started doing these flashback segments, and I feel like to get people to continue doing those, especially after we're talking for an hour and a half about something that's new and exciting, it's hard to get people to go back. Even though I want to reach out to those people, sometimes it's and hard to I think do it's that. been a while since we've done one, since the uh, DVD is having quite come out to the end of the yeah, we're trying to yet. we're trying to keep with yeah. the dvds for some you reason. remember when robin being in the crew was a spoiler <laughs> man that was a long time ago <laughs> oh, oh yeah intro completely gave it away too oh that's yeah. why i read the manga ha, ha, ha. 
But I, I mean, I understand where you're coming from there. And I, I really do want to appeal to that audience. But when you do two episodes a week and they end up really encompassing something like that happened so recent, I, I completely understand where you're coming and from. And when the show is as awesome as it is right now. Now, if, if we'd been in the middle of the anime for Thriller Bark or something like that, I'd probably be you know wandering off during the episodes a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Japanese will still download our shit, though. Yeah. Yeah. I that I mean that happens a little bit with Dragon Ball too. At least for but there aren't a lot of people getting right into it. That's the difference because it ended a while ago. Well, I mean, it is different. We do have Kai going on now, which is sort of they call it a refresh, but maybe there's some new audience stuff going on. But for all intents and purposes, I mean, the show is it started well, Z started 20 years ago. We have the original uh, of course and GT, but everyone's coming to it with it's a done perspective where one piece, I, I don't know how you guys do it where it's, <laughs> this is new and it's old at the same time. I mean, one piece is over 10 years old now too. Yeah. Almost, 13, 13, almost 13 years. Yeah. Ah. Anime just had its 10th anniversary. I don't, I don't completely understand yes. it either. I mean, you could just ask Greg or someone who's been doing this for how many Well, years? actually that, that, that's something I, I want to do is uh, not just ask Greg, but say hello to Greg, because I mean, we've spoken online before, but this is the first <laughs> time I'm using my audible words to say hello to someone <laughs> that I've known in online ways since like 1997. So yeah. Greg, what the hell is up, dude? Hey, how you doing? It's I'm, I'm a, great. A long time since since the GT days. I think when we first spoke, GT was still airing. It, it was. Spoke, out, oh my God. I was asking you how GT was ending. I mean, I still remember that. Yeah, good times. Those were good times. Those were come good to times. Osaka. Ah, GT. Come to Osaka. Yeah, come come to Fukui in the middle of the mountains. <laughs> I went through there once. There was nothing there. <laughs> he speaks highly. I've heard so. I've heard that there's no delivery there, and that seems depressing. Or is that in the entire is, country of Japan? No, just here. There is no pizza. pizza is there, does not exist. Is there pizza other uh, in other places in Japan that get delivered by servant people? Yes, they have that in Osaka. Uh, <laughs> well, that's how Greg described it to me. You don't, you don't really appreciate pizza being. But it costs by. twenty-four bucks for a medium. So, Ooh, oh my God. Oof, that's. Okay, we're talking about pizza now. I'm going to have to set aside a lot of money for this trip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jason will be visiting at least one of you guys there. Anyway, we were talking about One Piece and Dragon Ball. What what, do you guys, what do you guys see in the other series that you like about both series? If you understand what I mean. Let me tell you how I even found out about it. And I know Greg's going to remember who I'm talking about. That was Wu Ken who ran uh, Susinshu, one of the oldest, most well-known, loved Dragon Ball sites before even our time. And I saw him moving over to this series. Oh, there's this thing called One Piece, and it's kind of crazy art style. And <laughs> we're all thinking, all right, if this Dragon Ball guy is moving over to the show, there's something here. So I actually picked up my first poster for the series at Otakon 1999. was my first Otakon. Wow. I got a One Piece poster then. Uh, so I brought it with me to college the next year, and I started watching a little bit of it. Uh, I was very slow getting into it, uh, just some episodes here and there, uh, but I, I really got heavily into it for a while, and then I fell away, and then I came back, and then I fell away, and then I came back, and that seems to be my story with One Piece. And was anyone actually subbing the series back then? 
There were. They were the Rufy subtitles. Uh, <laughs> oh, I remember. That's an unfortunate name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put you right to sleep. <laughs> so, yeah, there were some subs that were out there. And what I was seeing was the same stuff that I was seeing in Dragon Ball. And I think that's probably an obvious answer, but it's the most legit answer there is. It's the Shonen camaraderie. It's the ensemble cast. It's uh, lots of voices that I know and love. I mean, Mayumi Tanaka is taking yeah. a role there. But also the music as well. I absolutely adored the score to the TV series, and I still do. I'm Even glad you I'm agree watching... with me on that. No one else is <laughs> so, you know. No, it's really? good. No, I, yeah, I don't think any, I don't hear that kind of enthusiasm. Maybe it's because we're talking about other things, but I don't hear that kind of enthusiasm as much. Well, I, am the well, I really like the score to One Piece. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was one of the aspects. I mean, everything about it was just bringing, it was the smiles on the faces. That's what got <laughs> It is it is a very smiley show, at times at least. Yeah, at times. Well, if it's not smiley, there'll be a very smiley opening. <laughs> right. <laughs> Won't get too Especially far. with the current arc. Geez. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. But anyway, yeah. So my introduction to the series was actually a bit later. It was around the time that I graduated from high school in 2003. Uh, one of my friends told me to check out the series, but at the time I didn't really get seriously into it. But when I started college, I you know, check things out on the internet, and I think... You experiment think, in college. <laughs> well, yes, you know. Well, you know, I'd already read through all of Dragon Ball and was getting starting to get through most of um, the latter part of the series through the Kanban release of the Dragon Ball manga. So I was looking for something else to satiate my interests, and I, th I think it was um, subs were starting to get up to the end of Skypea, and I thought, wow, this is a lot more dramatic than those first couple of sort of silly episodes. So I decided to give the whole series a chance, and over the course of a couple of weeks, I just marathoned up to that point. So seems to happen with everyone. Yeah, I, it's oh, same with yeah. me. Marathons. The, Hell yeah. And the first couple episodes of One Piece are kind of that kind of hard thing to get into. I definitely understand where all you guys are coming from. And See, I, I didn't totally think that, though. I mean, I was slow coming back to it, but that's just me with shows in general. As I watch <laughs> them, then I totally forget what I'm doing, and I come back to it. Except but for I Dragon Ball. Well, yeah, it's totally separate. I mean, <laughs> nothing I, mean, other I, than I, love. I think where the series really finds its stride just happens to be the Arlong arc. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's true. Mm -hmm. It also gets to a decent point with uh, the introduction arc for Usopp, but... It's not until a bit after that where it really comes together. I mean, the crew has started to come together for one. Yeah. I, I think everyone agrees with the Arlong arc. I mean, a lot of namesakes have been associated with that, especially since... <laughs> and, and also the, I guess we could call it the Reservoir Dogish scene in the Arlong arc is brought <laughs> right. in a lot of people, I know. So that's interesting. I should have asked you guys how you well, got it's introduced. Also, it's also where our theme music comes from. Yeah, also. I mean, that... That scene definitely defines what's going to be coming in One Piece a lot. I definitely recommend, Mike, that you do read or watch past that because it gets you're you're at a point where it just gets so much better later on. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, that's going to be one of my questions. I don't know if you want to get into it now, but I am a guy in New Jersey, yes. and I know everything there is to know about what products are available where. And you know, I have Julian to rely on, and I've, I've seen what Viz has done with Dragon Ball, and I know what Funimation has with the series now. I want to read the manga. I don't know, because I'm so overwhelmed with information. Should I just read the Viz version? Jason, I'm going to leave this to you, since you were probably... Well, yeah, okay. All right. <clears throat> well, the thing is, 
there's a lot of names that are like very incorrect and like lose meaning with the I, 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 ones. It sounds like I'm talking about Dragon Ball. <laughs> These yeah, it's, it's I think but, it's something I've determined. Maybe it's something with Viz not. Maybe trying to hijack Funimation video properties or something. I'm coming uh, up with my own conspiracy theories for it because it doesn't really make sense. I know they do some series very well and to the yeah. to the point, but One Piece and Dragon Ball don't seem to yeah. be two of those. Well, but it's I, kind of the reverse of what they ended up doing with Funimation. With Funimation, they were initially trying to kind of step on Funimation's toes and try and get the fans to look at the manga by saying, hey, look, there's stuff in here that you won't get to see on TV because back then. <laughs> Funimation yep. version was very heavily censored. But now you've got the Viz version kind of the reverse because, well, number one, they were kind of hamstrung by the four kids dub and they started going along with some of the same conventions, but then Funimation comes along with the uncut dub and some more terms and then you, you've got the difference You there. just reminded me about something with Dragon Ball way back when, when they were releasing those single comics, like an actual comic Yeah, the monthlies. Form. Yeah, when there was this story at Toys R Us or something where something happened, a mother got upset because she saw the uncensored Dragon Ball chapters, and oh, then no, this no, whole editing wave came right. for them. I remember those monthly Dragon Ball things, actually. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I just You just reminded me that when we were talking about how it was censored and how they were advertising, there was stuff that you couldn't see in the anime. And there was some stupid kid who wrote, like, a petition or something. I don't know. Yeah, some dude yeah. who later went on to work on a website or two. <laughs> <laughs> for American fans, at least, when it comes to the Viz translation for one The Log piece, Town is probably the biggest. Yeah, yeah. You, got, you got that and Zolo. But that... I find that to be a kind of minor thing. It's annoying. I, you but... see, I autocorrect that in my head. Exactly. I... At this point, I'm just saying Zoro. Well, that's what head. I'm wondering. Would it be the same way as this, just me autocorrecting the H word and some of those other things in the Dragon Ball manga? Or would I just do that over in One you, Piece as you well? You see, the only... No, the yeah, only... I, think, I think a way to put it would be like this, is that it's not like Funimation's script for the DBZ episodes where it changes the meaning of scenes and stuff like that. This okay. isn't that bad. Well, the translations I have found are a lot better, starting with the speed up ones. Except for okay, the, they have the except the Skype here where they yeah. use like Kami instead of God. And, so, but and he and it uses like the Kami, which doesn't yeah. really make any sense to me. Uh, okay, it doesn't yeah. sound right. But, I mean, if you just want to read it for namesake, just like you know, Kami is God, vassals are priests. It's kind of like stuff right. like that. Yeah, okay. they're they're all minor things. I mean, yeah. You can fix and that the, why must the Americans be so sensitive about I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't yeah, make any sense. I was going to say the regular speech has been pretty fine at the moment. And that's what I'm most concerned with is yeah. what they're saying actually represent representative of what they're saying. Well, I'm guessing you would start around where Sanji loses to Eneru. Yeah, I would probably pick up around that. I, maybe one or two before just to catch myself up again. So you could probably, well, you could start at like 24, 25, 26, something like that. And I think that's well, where they're speeding up right now. So those are probably the best done ones. Oh, nice. All yeah, right. Yeah, I think they're out already. So yeah, yeah they're, they're up to uh, 38 at the moment. So 24 starts like Skypea, the Jai Arc, which are, 24 and 25 are really fantastic. Those volumes. are great volumes here. Nice. All right, then. One yeah. punch. And I, I read through them very quickly, but that might just be me. No, I do the same thing with Dragon Ball. I just cruise. Yeah, so it you'll you'll get through what would normally take... How many episodes is that from where we are now? Oh, my. <laughs> okay, wow. 300. 
<laughs> well, see, that's the yeah. thing. It's completely daunting yeah, to me. I, I have people say this about Dragon Ball. They don't get into it because, holy crap, dude, there's 500 episodes. There's all this manga. I, I don't even want to start. Why would I start? And I feel like, well, I've made an investment in One Piece to some degree. Yeah, you, I you might have. as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always saying this. I miss the characters. I miss the show. I miss everything about it. I've done that with series before, so I definitely know where you're yeah. coming from with that. But it's the archive panic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And exactly. the payoff is just so fantastic. There's also what? that great thing about One Piece where each saga and even each arc is self-contained so you can sort of pause after you take these sort of well-defined breaks in the story oh yeah yeah the thing is there's kind of a give and take as to what platform there's a lot i like a lot about the anime um concerning mostly the music and the animation and but i think i well right now the only legal option is to at least read and i i think they i think they handled it pretty well yeah definitely suggest to yeah, to catch up with that, it's definitely worth it. And there's at least like three sagas that are coming that are some of the best, like right after Skypea. That got right. me like I, I had been into the series before, but hitting some of those points really delved me in. I like the <sighs> I like more of the government related story arcs. Yeah. I remember reading those weekly and oh, it's just fantastic. Skype is a little daunting weekly. Oh, that was uh, unfortunately when I started uh, getting up to date with One Piece. That's where they were at the end of Skype, and that's where I was reading weekly. So I was like, "Oh, this isn't as much fun." But once it got past that, it was like, "Ooh, that feels like so long ago." But I mean, it Dragon is. Dragon Ball has the same thing. But luckily, it has gotten the chance to be on television and really saturate a mark the market or oversaturate with the amount of releases. Right. Oh, absolutely. Which is great. I mean, I I wish that we were in that position in some way. I mean, we've both. Do got, you really? Do you yes. really wish you were in the same position where you had to bitch and moan about three subsequent re-releases with all this crazy nonsense yes. going on? If I could trade that for that? being if I could trade that for being on TV, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I understand the really bad things that Funimation has done with Dragon Ball. I've said it before. Like. We're often brown-nosing Funimation, I feel like, but that's a lot. It's the being saved from four kids syndrome. Yes. That well, they also have. treat the fans of One Piece a lot better to begin with. Yeah, the dub is more accurate. Yeah, they don't no, try stunt casting and weird things. With well, the that's name. really interesting. We've had a thread recently on our own forum over on Daizen X where someone asked the question, is it true that Funimation treats their fans like idiots? And I think we're up to nine pages of you know, pointing out <laughs> examples of I mean, you laugh at it, but marketing and actual... No, I'm not laughing at the ridiculousness of it. I'm I'm laughing... It depends on which series. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. that's mean, what it is. I know when I'm listening to the dub sometimes for One Piece, they use, like, um, really good speech and stuff, and I'm able to actually lend it to, like, coworkers that are, like, 10, 20 years older than me, and they actually really like how it's written and everything. Yeah. And that's such a huge difference, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, the people who handle it, have actually done a very good job with One Piece. We don't know how the Dragon Ball Kai release is going to be, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so we don't know if that's going to be written better. I guess a lot of it is in the writing and the and acting. The yeah. <laughs> thing is, to I me... I think part of it is they use their voice actor pool oftentimes to... Is it, yeah, absolutely. This yeah. is Some what of I'm better writers than others. I was going to say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to check the episode. Did they say 9,000 or 8,000? <laughs> That'll be my judging point. They're going to say 9,000 at this point. 
And one of the one of the few things that I dislike about the Funimation dub of One Piece is that occasionally you'll see them sort of pandering to the fanboys in certain ways, like trying to play up the language, or for example, using Marines in preference to Navy, which I feel is less accurate in, to some degree. I well, they kind of. Um, I think they use Marines as well, just because it's written in the actual video like that. It's written as Marine, which is the word for Navy in a number of languages. Yeah. E- either so, way. Uh, either way, we don't have the wrong gender voice casting or anything. <laughs> so I'm always thankful for that. Which they will be maintaining into, into the Kaiju. Well, yeah, when I was at Katsukon, I, well, you saw the Twitter things I was posting. I was surprised well, when on. they said L- that. Let me put you on the spot with that stuff a little bit then. Sure. Because to me... And people ask me this all the time. Does it even matter what they do in the dub? You're not going to watch it anyway. What do you care? And that's absolutely true. So let me ask you guys, (laughs) what the hell do you care what they do or say or change in the dub? Are you the kinds of fans that enjoy seeing this different take on the series as much or even near that same level as your original? Do you feel like you're almost acting like a traitor in some respects for checking it out so much? I'll take a stab at this. One of the things <laughs> that I do is I lend these DVDs to like my friends or coworkers that I want to get into One Piece, and they're not mm-hmm. the hardcore anime fans, so they're not going to check the Japanese version because they just want to be able to watch something. Yeah, they're just going to put it in and watch it, of course. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, okay, is this accurate? Is this that? And then I usually just do a double check, and you know, after when we're discussing afterwards, I'm like, oh, okay, this is how it was. Like, if something doesn't make sense to him, I'm able to do. But I think they do a pretty good job where I, we're able to have a conversation. And I'm going off my knowledge of the original version. He's going off the knowledge of the dub version. And where yeah, you feel like you're talking about the, the same, same points. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I recommended it to my friend who was not, who was not into anime, who wasn't into anything. And this, I think this was the third series I had introduced him after, like Cowboy Bebop, which is always the And first. Trigon. And Trigon, because he is a Western cowboy type of person. Um, and then we showed him One Piece, and I showed him the dub because I know he was not going to want to... He wasn't going to pay it as much attention, you know, even if, it, you know, with the subtitling and, and the Japanese and this is a different language and I'm American and I don't yeah, read other but, languages. Uh, you know, he successfully made the transition after ending the dubbed episodes where the DVDs that we had, which is, this was, which like was early on, but you know, he did, he watched the series and he enjoyed the series as a dub. So I, I feel like that is easier to get people into. So with an accurate dub, I, I do yeah. feel like it's a good way to start. And, I, I, and you just, just really say, couldn't I, do that with a four kids dub. I, Oh no. god, no, 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 no! It was no. just painful to watch. I don't know. I mean, I it had its adherents, but I I couldn't really get through an episode because just so many things. <laughs> the hammer gun is poison uh, suction cups. Is probably just the, the part. acting was terrible. Yeah, it was really I mean, terrible acting. Mister Three's I feel character. Like the, the actors were trying to do what they could with the material they were given, but it wasn't much. And then a few of the actors were just not trying. Well, Ed, go on. Go on about Mr. Three. Yeah. Mr. Oh, Mr. Three just told puns all the time. It was terrible. Yeah. Was like a New York comedian shtick guy. Like but, a... Yeah. Mr. Three puns all the time, but he's not really one of them. This was my favorite thing, though. At Anime Next, they had this whole thing one year where the four kids' voice actors came for the One Piece. And I asked them, where are you guys up to in dubbing? They said, oh, something about this whale. And that arc ended up being turned into like the well ended up becoming an iceberg in the actual four kids version 
We, so don't, they, we don't have to talk about this. If you don't no, want I'm to. just saying, though, that that was the kind of stuff that they were doing where I don't think they knew what they were doing. Like, how can you right. act? They obviously you, how, hadn't how can, read any, any... Sorry. No, go they ahead. They obviously for the series to find out what happens. Yeah. It's like, how can you act when you don't really know what's going on? Exactly. That's a good point. You know, I, I really, I envy, I think maybe all of you, because... I just I don't care anymore about the dubs, <laughs> and and I think I think uh, I'm with you, Greg. Man, I'm like, I, it, what the hell do I care? I, I think Mike <laughs> will, will understand me and, and maybe even remember this, but I, I remember the breaking point, and it was Funimation <laughs> releasing Dragon Ball Z season three, okay, uncut uh, on mm, VHS. Yeah, and dude, I we were, we were there uh, behind our keyboards, like <laughs> <laughs> there was, yeah, I I put it in the the, the video player and i saw what was on screen and i calmly took i ejected the tape put it back into its case opened the basement door and threw it into the basement and <laughs> it's it's still there somewhere uh, cluttered <laughs> under under years of of mess and filth in the basement and, and that's when i stopped caring i just i really don't i and it's it's almost to the point of of apathy where i i feel absolutely, absolutely. nothing towards it I, it's just it's there, and that's what it is. I that's mean, a I don't, I don't story. wish it ill will. I don't. I don't. I don't hope it. It. It, uh, it, it. I don't. I wouldn't care if it if it was successful. It just. It's what it is. I am like so one hundred percent on board with you. It's it just we're that was nineteen ninety nine. Now we're in two thousand ten. That stuff is so far removed from what affects us as fans. I mean, I agree. There's I agree. So many other things for us to get involved with and worry about. I feel like. Why do I need to get so involved with a dub that I'm not even going to watch? Well, that's why we did we did that at uh, you, well you weren't even on that episode I don't think but we did one episode about four kids and I have tried not to talk about it again unsuccessfully right now but and I definitely understand where you guys are coming from and with the amount of releases that Dragon Ball has had. No, oh, I, I know. No. I mean, trying to keep up with the Japanese stuff and the American stuff like I just got to pick one language and go. And the amount of Dead Zone DVDs. Uh, looking at my laser disc framed on the wall. Well, now it's great because the Dragon Box and Kai are going to be coming out on the same month. Which right, yeah, that's right. insane that they expect Dragon Ball fans to pay. I guess sixties maybe. Well, it depends the Blu-ray, I guess. But for two separate releases of the similar thing. Right. Well, you know what? Let, let me spin that dub conversation back over into a positive light because I don't yes. want to go on that. Oh, Mike's talking about hating dubs again. Dur, 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 dur. No. <laughs> so, the great conversation we've been having recently with Kai is what we're really hoping for is that it's accurate enough so that when we have conversations, just like we were mentioning earlier, we're yeah. on the same page. We're talking about the same show with the same style of delivery. We're interpreting things the same way. Because I know for over 200 episodes of our podcast and years and years and years before that, talking about stuff on the website, people are thinking about a different show from what I'm talking about. We're really hoping that that is just going to be a thing of the past with these upcoming Kai releases. I, I completely agree with where you're coming from. Where were you going to say, yeah. Julie? Or Jason? I no, I was going to say that's exactly it. That's, what, that's the only reason why I really care about the dub for One Piece. For yeah. that particular reason. I mean, if the dub wasn't that great, I'd still buy the DVDs because I'm getting the original oh, version. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, for like the sake of like getting other people into it, I 
care what the mm. dub is. And plus, maybe, One and Piece. Maybe yeah, go go ahead. Maybe I'm a little bit different on this, but I I'd I'd like to watch a good Dragon Ball Z dub because yeah, I I have kind of a weird history with Dragon Ball Z in general because I watched it up and through season three until about the time I was 14. And I didn't watch anime for about three or four years, and I got back into it right as I was getting into college and. DBZ, some sort of fan subs was the first thing I that I watched afterwards. I didn't wasn't quite on the same page of oh this has been on TV this entire time and I'd completely forgotten about it and like <laughs> this is awesome. So I don't have the memories of the Cell Saga dub or even anything really more than just the Ocean dub in season three, which I'd kind of blocked out at that point. So I'd like to see a Dragon Ball Z dub and enjoy it because I enjoy dubs sometimes. Well, that silenced everyone up. (laughs) (laughs) I think what I remember the most about watching the cell dub on the TV is the occasional times when Cartoon Network would go off because of the sunspots or whatever the hell was screwing up the signal. (laughs) Uh, But a lot of it is also that uh, One Piece briefly had a TV deal uh, when it concerns oh, yeah. the Funimation. It was on TV for a few years. Oh, well, no, we're not. We're, we're, we're going to yeah. talk about Funimation. We're, <laughs> we're not, not talking about four kids anymore. The other one didn't happen. Um, but a lot of the motivation, at least that I find in talking about the dub, is that I would like to see it back on television only because I want to really be able to like talk about it with people. You want for One Piece what we had for Dragon Ball in 2000, 2001, where you go into the store and you see a wall of crap. Yes. Because I would like that crap. I yeah, like absolutely. I, I wouldn't want it, I don't want to have people have to go to Kinokuniya in the city to buy that crap. <laughs> which Jason is nice enough to offer. I was going to say, sending Jason to the store all the time. <laughs> which I completely am. I have eagles sitting here. I, all right. I remember, like, though, like, getting bunches of certain magazines still. Like, when Cross Epic came out, I remember getting, like, seven issues of that. <laughs> I, I remember you piece, doing that. Yeah, when, because like there were certain people that wanted it. I'm like, you know, Jason right, just think. likes having people owe him money. I I believe that's what's going on. Yeah, well, so no, I like was spending good, my own money. Yeah. That was a good cash cow. I remember on eBay afterward, that issue was going for about 50 bucks. I mean, it was Dude, crazy. Ed, don't I you have, have one? I have a copy wrapped. Yeah, I do have you one. Know, it's not wrapped, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, what does it go for now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need some I have, money. I have four years of jump sitting in my closet. <laughs> And I actually tried have... to find it in my basement, but I it must be in a different box. I know I have two copies of it somewhere. Yeah, I think I sent you one, didn't I? I can't remember. I think I bought that one myself. You might have gotten me something else. But, Greg, we were just talking about this earlier, about how the Beckett DBZ. And... Oh, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> but... oh, <laughs> Greg and his Beckett days. Greg. <laughs> but it would be cool to have something like that for One Piece. I, You know, I don't even... I don't care what medium it's necessarily on. I I know a lot. I know some people disagree. I think Greg has said before that you have the pros and cons with the mainstream, mainstream imity of it. I guess would be yeah. the way I could put that. As. Um, I, actually, in, you know, I I pushed uh, for a long time for a a uh, One Piece uh, magazine, and um, you know when when Beckett first started up, I'm I'm trying to think. DBZ was just starting to hit its stride. I think it was just starting to get popular i had a lot of those issues mainstream and i was i was i i wanted one piece to do the same and at the end of my run in the magazine when i had officially retooled everything from my website about three or four times over for publication in the magazine uh i said look uh there's this series one piece coming out uh it pretty soon in the u.s and uh it's going to be it's going to be huge Uh, a lot of people are going to love it uh, it, it's uh, looking like it might be even bigger than than DB in uh, DBZ in Japan, in DB whatever we're talking about now, um, Dragon Ball in Japan, and uh, I, I 
can you consider, you know, doing maybe a spin-off magazine with this or at least including some articles? And and they they didn't like the idea at first. Then uh the Dragon Ball boom hit, the magazine took off, and they focused on Dragon Ball for a long time. And then I was really out of ideas. <laughs> I really ridiculous to like the crossover kind of things. And um then they finally branched out and did a, a all-encompassing anime magazine. And that's when I said, hey, look, you know, there's Bleach and Naruto, whatever, but let me do One Piece stuff, all right? And they said, all right, well, you can do a couple. So in 2003, they let me do a couple uh, articles on One Piece, introductory uh, character things, and mm-hmm. polished those off, sent them in. And about a year and a half later, that magazine completely went under. The, all, all the animation, the Pokemon, everything, I think, mm-hmm. all, all went under. Uh, and One Piece, even by the time the magazine finished its run, the, the, the animation spinoff finished its run, uh, One Piece, I don't even think, had, had hit the airwaves in the U.S. Well, I think it premiered in the Shonen Jump, U.S. Shonen Jump magazine in around 2003. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro- probably by that time. It, uh, here, here I was trying, trying to push this thing, and, and it didn't even hit a- at all. Well, I mean, which, we've which been... Is a shame. Which is a shame. It, it really is a shame. I really wanted to, uh, to, uh, to get a lot of people interested in it. Um, because I, I know what the series has to offer, and especially That's been at the that fate of so many uh, shows, yeah. though. Yeah, the thing is, it's been around since 1997, as we discussed earlier, and I feel like, at least compared to a lot of the other shonen communities, I'm going to put emphasis on especially you know Naruto and Bleach. For some reason, One Piece hasn't been able to click as well, in my opinion. And all, I mean, at the very least, I feel like it should get that kind of respect, like Greg was talking about. Well, the fanboys of every series think that their series is the best. Also, a good um, point. I'm probably I, I, thinking in a conceited way. But but hold on, hold on. I want to. I, I I personally am able now that I've been saturated with with Japanese animation and comic books, and uh, I mean they they've become the norm to me. It's no longer Japanese animation; it's animation. I don't see any any difference now. Um, what's and uh, <laughs> I I like to take a step back and, and look at everything, and take a look back at One Piece and Dragon Ball. And look at the two of them and say, this is amazing. Uh, these are really amazing. And these are worthy of the attention that, that they get. They deserve it. Well, also, both series yeah. don't look like any other animation we've very seen. Very true. And, and both of them they have both very inspired by people who love Disney. Yeah. Okay, so on, on that note, do you guys want to talk about the monochrome talk a little? All right, so what, what do you guys think of this interview about both the interaction between Toriyama and Oda and... I guess there are recollections of both of their series and about each other's series. It's just so full of fanboy gushing. I love <laughs> it. I, I think it was appropriate for the um, first uh, Color Walk interview because I kind of view it as a passing the torch kind of thing between jump artists. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. So it really is. I like it a lot. It is, it is that fanboyism. I feel Oda like fanboying over Toriyama the whole time. This was a seminal interview for me because... Um, this was the uh, just as there was the moment that the dub died for me, the the moment that I took Dragon Ball seriously was probably the moment I read this interview. Um, hey Greg, I'm the, I'm actually looking at one of your uh, old translations of it because I don't know where my book is at yeah, the moment. I'm in the same place here. <laughs> yeah, on the Grand Line, the one, that one. Yep. I, I just randomly Googled and Greg's came up. <laughs> That's good. That's a good thing that that came up. But Ed was reading it aloud the before we started the official translation, and it's almost exactly the same. I think they just like they would change the word assassin to hitman. Right. Let's see how different those two are. Let's see what they did there. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess the first thing we should discuss was about. I guess we should do Tao Pai Pai. 
Well, that's, it's only it's only like the second column of like on the page there. So, yeah, Toriyama I guess that's the first thing. He forgot. Toriyama forgot, as you guys say all the time. Forgot about Tao Pai Pai. He's kind of an obscure character, apparently. Well, well, I mean, the grand scheme of things, that is. Yeah, that's. I, yeah. I, I I agree with both that he. I I mean, he wasn't. He was a huge major character in the. I guess when in the anime would be called the first series. And then also during um during the Cell games. Well, then. <laughs> I, I suppose. <laughs> Let me come back to you with a puzzle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he does have that cool throwing the column in the sky and writing it. I, I do oh, like that scene a lot. Yeah. And I, I mean, they kind of treat their characters differently. I mean, I know Toriyama has a very, very fond memories of Dr. Slump, at least. And Oda didn't really have that any predecessor other than wanted. Uh, Let me ask you, does Oda really have... Uh... I, I know he does like a, a grand master plan for things and he knows what he's going to do with each and every character. Cause that's clearly not what Toriyama did. Can I, can I, can I, yes, take this? I was going to give it to you, Greg. Oh man. So happy. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yes. And no is, is the answer to that question. And, and here's the, the long version. Uh, he, he knows the ending of the series. The ending of the series was one of the first things that he, he planned in his mind. Right. I've heard that part before. Right. He has certain major events planned out from the beginning, uh, certain characters that he's introduced. He's also introduced them knowing what their purpose in the series is going to be. Okay. He also has, I guess, uh, rough ideas in place. Um, boy, can, can, we, can we talk about this or not? Can we talk about certain uh, crew members that know <laughs> you? Can we talk about this? You just had to do the actual laugh. <laughs> or is that is that as subtle as you could get for, the, for yeah, that name in the character? But the thing is, that character at least was extremely obvious when he joined. The second you see him, you know, right. they, and, the, and yeah. In in an interview, he 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 did reveal, and and this was right when that character, particular character, joined, uh, was that he he knew what he wanted. He knew that he wanted a character of X type to join the crew as exposition. And he knew this year, years and years back. We're talking, let's see, what... I kind of want you to fill in those X's. I know the uh, X position, but do you mean yeah. what kind of we're talking, person we're talking he is? The, the second, yeah, person, yeah, he's a, might, might be of the a musical type, perhaps. Yeah. No, yeah, no. Um, uh, well, Luffy had been we're, saying We're talking, since... this is in the first two years of One Piece, that he knew he wanted this character. Then, flash forward to, to many years later, uh, he has the character joining. Now, everybody was saying, oh, my God, you have this character joining, and this is amazing. You thought about this. And he's like, well, well, if you want to think of it that way, it's all right. But he said, I knew what I wanted back then. He said, I knew I wanted the character that, that, that had these uh, physical characteristics and, and did this kind of job. Uh, but I didn't know anything about him. Uh, I, I didn't know what, what, he, what he looked like or, or what he did. But I knew that all I knew was I wanted him, and I, I, I stuck him in there. And he, he said not just with the characters but with events and ideas – uh, he, he pulls ideas from everywhere. And uh, what he, he has with these islands is a freedom to make any, an anything and anything island. Uh, if he <laughs> sees some sci-fi stuff, he can make a sci-fi island. If he wants to do horror, he can do a horror island. So that's why, and this and One Piece will be his, his only long, long-term uh, comic, is that anything he sees, something that catches his attention, if he wants to use it, he can. Because he, of how he set the story up to have these different islands that don't really communicate with each other. So he has the, the, the long-term big pictures, uh, I, I guess the crew members you could even say, he has them in his mind. Uh, yeah. What he does not have uh, already decided are maybe what they look like, the characteristics, 
their uh, personality traits. Uh, I forget how to say in English. You've been living in Japan. Their quirks. Thank you. Their quirks. Yes. Okay. So, so um, I don't think he has all of them decided. But as far as the big overarching story, that is set. Yeah. I gotta say that um, when I was reading Weekly like years ago, one thing that came back, which I absolutely love, is when he uses the chapter titles where it's like the first person or the third person. Greg, do you know what I'm talking about? Like where yep. that'll come back like years ago and it's like, oh, so he's still doing that. <laughs> right. right. I, I, do, I do remember that. Actually, uh, this is slightly unrelated, but I noticed, um, Mike, uh, you were talking about in one of your uh, podcasts about the 519 mark, I think you were talking about on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And I and then I'm like, I wonder if Oda did anything for that. And I don't know if this is definitely the case, but I noticed that the chapter 519 of One Piece is shaded a little. Oh, yeah, he did that. So, purposely. Yeah, he did that purposely for about Dragon Ball, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. I, I didn't notice that, but it's, I mean, that's that's a cool little thing. And there's a lot of that, um, I guess, inspiration slash fanboyism that happens in, in One Piece, at least. And you could look at all the little things like the fact that, as we said before, One Piece and Dragon Ball both don't look like other series. They're both these long running things get crazier and crazier and mount on top of each other series. Well, that's fascinating to me. You say they don't look like anything. You talk to people who don't know what anime is, and they think everything looks like Dragon Ball. So yes. How does that work? Oh, man. I, I, I don't know, but I got to say, I was watching One Piece the other day. My dad was walking by, and he's like, is this that Dragon Ball Z? That's what my dad said, too. They? They? Yeah. <laughs> is that the Pokemon thing? <laughs> well, that... I think it's just for for someone who's not inside an anime community or Dragon Ball or One Piece, they they kind of must just group it together that it looks different, so it's all the same thing. That's my only explanation for it. I have absolutely no idea. I guess we'll go back to the monochrome talk. Um, he kind of... Oda remarks upon how he admires the fact that he could draw both armpits and muscles and hands. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? I found that hilarious. Because you you don't even think about that. I mean, with Dragon Ball, the muscles definitely do become more prominent later on. So I I definitely could understand where he would notice that. Um, but the armpits and hands that that does sound like Oda's. Well, yeah, coming well, from someone who can't draw a stick figure, I, I mean, yes, you're, I am one of those as well. Drawing hands, I mean, I am. I, I use the word fascinating. It it's so true to be able to make five things come out of this other thing. That, that's, <laughs> that's, that is so impressive to me. And, you know, that's something actually that Oda, I found, had, it looked like he had a little more trouble with at the beginning. And everything that he draws now looks really well done. But he started the series when, or he did Wanted when he was 17, right, Greg? Yeah, around that. Yeah. And now he's, at, uh, like, in his... Yeah. I mean, I don't know when, he, when Wanted came out. Um, but you could really tell how... That has matured, and this, I think the same thing's true with Toriyama, especially with, when you look at the beginning of Dragon Ball and the end of the manga Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z in the anime. And you could, I think you could see that as well. It's kind of cool having that long period of time for a series, whether it be 20 years, especially when they come out with like new animation and stuff for Dragon Ball, and for the 13 years that One Piece has been around. And that's what I love so much. I mean, it doesn't have a lot to do with this interview, but we use that phrase growing up. That is literally something you can do with these series. People toss that out like it's nothing, but it's true. I mean, I've been running my website now 
for 12 years. <laughs> That's a significant portion of my life. You can't do that with Cowboy Bebop. It's a fantastic <laughs> show, and I'm always going to love it. But I can't spend my life with it the way I can with some of these other shows. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've made the joke before, but I'm sure I'm going to be doing this podcast when I'm 90 because I don't see this series. Thing is, he oh, I'm keeps... with you, dude. <laughs> I'm so with you. We're, we'll do it until we're elderly. Um, I don't know who the hell would want to listen to that, though. Uh, at least a 90-year-old talking about anime. Um, but the thing, the cool thing is that Oda does keep saying he's halfway done and he said it since, I think Greg said (laughs) chap, like volume 26 or like around where you were. 24. Where was the next time? I mean, he said it at the end of the the, end of Ennius lobby. Yeah. He said that then. Yeah. Then he said it about a year or two ago. So, so wait, that would be like saying it again. So that would be in the late 200s and chapters we're talking about. So the late 200s, the late three, what was, what was Ennius Lobby at? 400s or 300s? Said it, uh, let's say volume 45. So 26, 45, 54 something, and we're up to 57, 58. The thing, I'm not going to go into what the story is, but I do, I actually believe him this time. It's, uh, it's like, uh, but it's like Charlie Brown in the football at <laughs> this point. We have good reason to believe him this time. Yeah, but... <laughs> But Major it is. turning point in the story right now. Exactly. But it's like Charlie Brown in the football where he keeps taking it out under you and you don't believe – or where Lucy keeps taking it out under you and you don't believe Well, I don't him. know how he's going to reset the status quo this time. I'm really happy about that. I like a series that doesn't stick to the status quo, which I don't think either do. Well, what, what, he, does, what he has now is – and not to put the, the, the discussion too one-sided on one piece, but what he, what he does have now <laughs> – is um uh, he's got a fresh audience. He's got his his reboot, so to say. Yeah. Um, with, with the movie, uh, and the current arc, which has pulled in a lot of people. Uh, it's, it's a really tell good that arc. by the volume sales. Holy shit! Yeah, he he has he has. We beat Harry voice. Potter, Greg. Harry Potter. <laughs> so uh, he he can do pretty much whatever he wants, and I think he's gonna take a little. You know, he's gonna do the same thing he's always done, which is right for the fifteen year old boy. Um, but I think he he's gonna. Show us some new sides, maybe. Is that what I can? Can I use that word? Some sides to our characters uh, yeah. that we haven't seen before. Wouldn't wouldn't have expected to see even as as recently as a year ago. So. Uh, I guess we, we're kind of talking about the interview now. The thing is that Toriyama does do a lot more of the Noda, and this is what they discuss next: is about the the mech and the technology. Right. I mean, they showed that one uh, picture of the bicycle with all the little gears in it. And right. that Toriyama is, loves that stuff. And it's crazy He's good looking. Yeah, so I think it's why he invented Capsule Corp in the first place. <laughs> I, it's it fits in so nicely. I mean, both both of these uh, these mangaka happen to just be able to you know pour out everything they like onto the page and make it into a series. So but then, yeah. Actually, if I can, I can gush over uh, Toriyama for a second. Yes, uh, which, sure. which I haven't done in a long time. But um, I actually just this morning, about uh, forty five minutes before uh, before we started. I was doing uh, one of the things on my site for the author's comments, uh, Oda's author author comments, and uh, what, what did he mention? It was um, so, something related to. I was looking up for someone's someone's name that came up in discussion. Ah, name name. That's what I was looking for. Uh, one of the the uh, manga manga slangs for sketches name uh, is a term they use, and I was trying to get some of the uh, the nuances of what that means, and I, I did a, a Jap- uh, Google Japan search. For name, and in the uh, Wikipedia Japanese uh, Wikipedia entry, 
Toriyama's name came up. And I said, oh, this is interesting. What, what's this? He doesn't do sketches. He goes, and, and I, maybe I knew that, maybe you guys know this. I, I, I don't, certainly don't remember it. He doesn't do sketches. He goes straight to the final drafts when he draws. That is he does remarkable. Story. That is amazing. <laughs> I, Otis spends three days doing sketches. <laughs> yeah, he was talking about how he spent three days on story, three days on sketches, and then he, I guess, then he rests for a day. That, yes. that is intense. That's And yet Toriyama was always talking about how he'd be getting in his stuff barely by the deadline. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, he just, he just, I guess he put more time into the final draft than... Or procrastinate. Or procrastinate. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he just didn't do anything until the last minute. He's he's a very relatable uh, author, though. I mean... Absolutely. I don't think any any of us could be the Oda... I don't think any of us are the Oda type, at least, where you're planning for so long and you're going... Hell no, I'm going to say oh, poop jokes. <laughs> exactly. Well, actually, Oda does that, too. But Toriyama... <laughs> but Toriyama does, does it more the way we would, at least yeah. with the poop jokes. Um, and he'll plan out the poop jokes. One at a time. <laughs> That's true. He'll plan those out. Yeah, it'll no, be... no, no, no. The, the poop jokes come freely. He plans out the penis jokes. All right, oh, yes. all right. <laughs> let's let's go to the next part. Uh, <laughs> I'll try and get off this topic. And they then they discuss their favorite drawings from each other. And for Oda, it was the cover of the volume to uh, was that the of just the tank, I think. Uh, how they used it, how, and he explains how he used color paper, and the reason he used that was just because they, uh, what was it, they couldn't afford white paper. Is it the one that sort of looks vaguely like either a Final Fantasy ripoff or perhaps, a, like, Nausicaa? Yeah, they're writing yeah. parody. It looks like a chocobo. Yeah, they're writing a chocobo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, like I just pulled one, it out. One cover illustration that didn't appear in the Kanzen Bond for whatever reason. Yeah, that was Oda's favorite. Um... And did Toriyama say a favorite for? Oda? No, the question was what was, yeah, what was Toriyama's Oda, yeah. best, according to Oda. Yeah, yeah. I I thought that was interesting though that they couldn't afford white paper, so he had to draw that on the color paper, and he had to do five straight weeks of color pages. Were those? Well, I I, I guess I'd be asking any one of you guys. Were those just pages, or were those some sort of spread? The color oh, pages. I'd have to go pages back, but I think they were just individual pages. Yeah, there weren't a lot of spreads back then. Well, yeah, I know Jason had been reminiscing on how they haven't done spreads in a while, how they haven't done, uh, sorry, color pages in a while, and now he wanted them back. Yeah, we get they, a, we get a we get a lot of two page spreads in almost every chapter now. Nice. Sort of, but it seems like what the author does now is just the spreads, and he doesn't bother with doing color pages in a chapter. I think the guy's just way too busy to do it. He doesn't seem to like the two color pages either. He shies yeah. away from. Yeah. I think he'd rather just just show us a fun scene of of everyone together. Well, yeah. it's you have you have to try and at least have fun if you're doing it so often. I know that we're, Oda was saying like how how often does he get home? He said in one of those interviews. Yeah, he was home once last year. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> this is terrible though. I I don't know wife and how many kids? Two, yeah. two now. Yeah. Oh god. But we didn't learn about that until recently. Even though I think they're both older. <laughs> Did he know about them? That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, if he's getting home once a year, but we know, but he was complaining about uh, how his daughter liked Pretty Cure more than his series. No, got him down. Yeah, probably. Okay, so and then and then they ask uh, who their favorite characters are from their manga, and Toriyama says Piccolo. Um, And that's something he said before too. He's always loved that character. Piccolo is a great character. I do like that character. 
because he has a scary face, but he's so cool. That's a good reason. <laughs> and he's green. And for some reason, Oda, well, he Pink. said he, I don't know if Oda meant that Luffy's his favorite character and he's jokingly going to say the next one, but is Gaimon actually Oda's favorite character? Maybe favorite to draw. That's possible. I think that's what he's got an afro. He's a box yeah. man. Hakuiri <laughs> Busuko. Yeah. Uh, my favorite joke character. I I, uh, I I mean, I guess I don't have the same appreciation as Oda does for him. But he, I, I mean, I could understand how he's a fun character to draw. And he's I Gold know, Roger. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah or is definitely. he going to become King of the Pirates? Oh, okay. He's going to become. Yeah. Maybe that he's the one talking at the end of every every episode. Um, and and then there's a lot of that fan fanboy gushing, at least from what I noticed. You know, like. He, I mean, at least Greg, in your translation, you you wrote the word beaming. Yeah, I'm reading yours. that line right now. Really <laughs> beaming. I, I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad that you said we were similar. I've aspired. And it's it's kind of cool. And he was saying at the beginning, you know, how I grew up watching watching you. And, I, you know, I love what you've done with your show. And it's kind of... And, and he wrote in the uh, picture that Oda did for, uh, for uh, Toriyama of him drawing Goku, it said, I love Dragon Ball at the bottom. Which I don't know if he wrote or if it was just part of the picture. but It, it looks that, like it's part of the picture. I thought it was part of the picture. And then they kind of go into words to each other. I don't, Do any of you guys want... Greg, do you want to say them or should we just I, end this discussion? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm trying to catch up here. I'm looking at my page. I, I wrote this like eight years ago. I'm trying to... <laughs> is, there, is there anything else you want to mention, Greg? About the t- um, I feel like I'm talking too much and you guys are being too quiet. <laughs> they're they're e- they're easy to co- co- to compare on on the surface, but but then when you you look closer, I mean, I used to think that uh, that they were really really similar, but but when just this morning, you know, reading how how Toriyama goes straight into the uh, the, the final drafts, uh, Oda spends more time doing the sketches. Toriyama would possibly and and I'm out of Dragon Ball several years now, but possibly. Be be having more fun drawing fantastic drawings and doing graphic design than actually sitting down, you know, drawing drawing a comic. Whereas Oda, his purpose in life and what his drive in life is to do is to draw a comic book. They're 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 very, they're they're quite different beasts, despite the uh, the, the similarity of their uh, their work and the popularity that their work has has uh, has gained. So I I really don't know. I mean, it, they're just incredibly interesting to study and look at uh, as as two very very bright. Uh, individuals they they look also completely different and yet they look completely different from everything else i've said this a million times by this point yeah they fit together so well i mean you look at all the little combinations of them together whether it's a video game whether it's a manga whether it's a jump festa thing i mean these characters belong in the same universe somehow well i'm looking at the cross epic cover right now and you got. Do I smell a transition? Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and Luffy and Goku together, you know, fit perfectly. And Piccolo and Zoro together. And I really like how oh. they did it in this. It's beautiful. Yeah. And those two characters also getting lost there were very funny. And Nami and Bulma. Although Bulma, I'm going to, I think, is much nicer than Nami. But, um, and Sanji and Master Roshi fit very well together. But any 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 general thoughts? If you want to just go through it, or you know, I tried reading it again today, and I had forgotten just how nonsensical it is. <laughs> it's just yeah. a bunch of drawings, and people say things. Yes, that is true. I mean, that, it was literally all this is. It was it built up to a tea party. 
with yeah. the giant dragon. For the giant dragon. But I mean, it's classic Toriyama awesome. in that respect, but I mean, <laughs> there is hardly any connection from panel to panel. That It's true, but yet it was also, I think it was a lot of fun to read and at least see those characters all together. I liked uh, Buggy and Pilaf. Yes, those two too. Fit. I'm all about that because of the Shikuru Chiba connection, but just seeing them next to each other is also hilarious. I mean, I was hoping to see the more Mayumi Tanaka people together, but that it was more Chopper and Krillin, I guess. I mean, from a geek perspective, I gotta say the stuff like that they showed across the multiple screens, like the Goku and Luffy versus Eneru stuff. That's oh that's yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was awesome. Yeah, and I know. Well, Jason, I know you have a. You have all those video games that you talk about a lot with. The, and we played, I think, uh, which one was it? We played, I think, a little bit of DLN, right? Probably. I didn't know what was going on, and I was losing. That's all I remember. Mm. Um, but it was it's they do fit together, and it's kind of cool watching them fight each other. Even though I have to admit, as a One Piece fan, I believe that most of the Dragon Ball characters could probably kick most of the One Piece's characters' ass. Oh yeah, without question. Yeah, I, I have to, I have to admit it. <laughs> they're just insanely strong. They could destroy planets, and I don't think any. I don't think any character. Well, not very many characters. Let's, let's not. Let's not go there. Yeah, and the weapons. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh yeah, the weapons maybe. Well, that's that. He's read some of that. I mean, it's hinted at that they're. We don't really know anything more actually than Mike would know about that. They haven't really revealed much at all, have they? I have no idea nope. what you're talking about, so you can even just flat out say what it is you're talking about. It wouldn't mean a lick to me. Greg, then you say stuff. The, uh, the Oh, well, now, now we're getting into... into Very minutiae. Serious, yeah, like, <laughs> did you hear about what happened in this chapter? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> that's more like George Bush than a nerd, actually. <laughs> um no, but the uh, the the weapons are, are the hidden ancient weapons are are one. The stuff that, that uh might, might be on a Dragon Ball scale. might be the stuff from the end of Alabasta. You know the poneglyphs that Robin had seen. Yeah, Crocodile was talking about Pluton. Oh, okay, I remember that stuff. Yeah, but I I don't think we've learned anything else about that since. There's a lot well, that we, we haven't learned. There is also well, there was the the plans yeah. that Frankie. Yeah, that. Yeah, but but yeah. we didn't we didn't really. Yeah, until we see one of those, we won't know very much about it. I have, but we'll probably see it. It's like one of those things, you know, the Chekhov's gun some, thing. Some, some gigantic freaking thing that we don't know about in the Florian Triangle. I we just that. had better hope that the author does not uh, die at any point. That's true, Greg. Yeah, yeah. I he think has we set we out too many one. loose threads that need to be tied up before the end of the series. That's true. <laughs> so true. So true. I mean, we, luckily we, we Toriyama didn't do that to himself that much. <laughs> we hope that he has the ending like written down somewhere and hidden away in the safe yeah just in case uh that's i mean we were talking about how he smoked too see at least you guys don't have to worry about that with dragon ball yeah you guys are over that's good yeah but we have things like uh masako nozawa is over 70 now what are we going to do when we lose her because that's a very serious discussion to have now yeah she seemed pretty good last time I saw her. She was running around stage. <laughs> I, know. I think she's actually an old woman robot. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, she did a great job in One Piece, too. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, as uh, Dr. Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she played a 139-year-old woman. <laughs> she's getting close. And it's amazing that she could do that and Dragon Ball at the same time. I mean, they're, oh, my God, are those different characters. Yeah. Not, not even close, but I, I did like how they brought her in, and I'm sure Oda was very happy that she did that. 
Yeah, I, I guess there's nothing you could really say about Cross Epic other than it is a bunch of panels that just don't fit together. Because I'm looking at Nami and Bulma in space, and for some reason, <laughs> Sanji and Master Roshi are driving through a desert. And I really like Vegeta's pirate flag. I do. That that is very. I like the I like the whole part with Vegeta and Robin and Trunks and Usopp. You know, I'm all about the outfits in this crossover. Yes. Everyone's just wearing yeah. such cool stuff. Yeah, except for Goku and, and Luffy. They just wear. Oh, that's true. They wear their <laughs> no Goku. Clothing. Goku and Luffy had slightly altered, cooler looking outfits. Yeah, I think Luffy has a zipper. I mean, Vegeta's outfit looks. Uh, yeah. ins- well, I see. I didn't know he had the 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 Saiyan armor below uh, the actual cape and everything. I didn't notice that. I think at least I'm looking on the ninth page there. Yeah, it is. That. Really like Zoro and Piccolo's uh, sort yeah. of wandering winter clothes thing they they got going on there. You know, I'd I'd like to know the the, the discussions that went on between the two of them leading yeah, up to I, this. That's what I was going to ask. How did they actually make this? Well, the thing I bet is... you it was just Oda saying, "Oh, oh, thank you. Yes, that's a great idea. Yes, <laughs> I yes. oh, thank you." Well, the thing is, I mean, what's he going to say, um, sir? This makes no sense. He's not going to say that. <laughs> well, I kind of want to see it animated because they would expand on some stuff and toei said oh there's not enough demand to animate this oh they said at anime expo make it filler i don't care it'll be cool they're like if there's enough of a demand we'll animate it but right now uh here here are both of the comments uh from jump on this thank you greg (laughs) uh toriyama nice work odakun uh this is the first manga i've done in a long time so it took about half a day to find my utensils couldn't even see the paper too well because of my old age. Slumps. <laughs> Oda. It's something, uh, something we had to please fans of both works with, so we proceeded with attention to every little detail as we drew it. Seems I'm the one who had the most fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's supposed to mean. Ouch. Well, didn't he do the, uh, more of the backgrounds, I think? Uh, or I th- Toriyama? I'm trying or, to think. Or why is look, I'm trying mountain, to look. The mountains are, are clear, Toriyama. The mountains are dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and some of the clouds, like, I mean, you could tell, like, on some pages, like, the clouds are different. Like, some it's Toriyama, some it's Oda. I mean, on page, what is it, eight of this, it's definitely Toriyama. Well, the thing that this kind of shows me is that Goku seems so damn normal compared to Luffy, at least in some of these panels with Luffy running off a cliff. And isn't that where, where Goku is the normal one? Exactly. It's scary. It's it's a little frightening, but and all, well, Buggy and Pilaf. I mean, we discussed it earlier. Those two fit together, and I I kind of like Usopp's um, dichotomy with Vegeta and Robin and Trunks, who are all very serious characters, and Usopp kind of just being. So it's, it's almost like they were like, we don't have a place to put this guy. Let's make a joke out of it and put him with these strong people. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he be with the Vegeta pirate crew, or whatever that is? I mean, I'm a not joke. even quite sure. <laughs> I mean, they never really explain what the hell's going on. <laughs> I like the, uh, the the Sanji Roshi thing that went on there too, uh, with the the what 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 would you rather do? You know, deal with the trouble or go after the girls? Come on, it makes okay. sense for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like girls. it. <laughs> I think we all agree with that. And and then for some reason, Mister Satan is the one who is allowed to get the wishes from the Dragon Ball, and he wants to be uh, or king. And he becomes king, and therefore there is a tea party that ensues. Well, Mr. Satan's all about parties. The recent jump special for Dragon Ball, I mean, Mr. Satan's holding the party. This seems to be his shtick, is he gets everyone together, (laughs) and he realizes his place in life is, all right, I got family and friends, let me throw him a party. 
and, and lots of making mo- it lots about of myself in the process. Yeah, lots, lots of money, lots of lots money. of money to throw, lots of money to throw parties with. That's and I love I, I love the scales and the dragon in the last in the last panel. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful looking panel. Yeah, it, re- I, it is. I mean, it, nothing important is going on in it, but it's. It, I do. I do think it is very well drawn. The dragon is. I mean, the dragon's obviously uh, Toriyama, but anything else in there look like it's from a specific author. I'm it's tough to that. tell. There's so much stuff in this one panel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it. But it is really cool to see them all together, and it, it was a very cool thing to read. You know, just. I don't, as, how many other people do this? I mean, how many other comics have done this before? Well, Toriyama's done a few recently. There was the Kochikame crossover yeah, that he I did remember. as well. I mean, I, I think all he wants to do is sit back, make some money, do some things, get some help on it, and that's <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. I know Toriyama likes sitting and doing, you know, just resting. Yeah. Next <laughs> thing you know, he'll be working with Stan Lee. That's right. Well, Ultimo, in movies. Yeah. yeah. He could. I mean, they could have done a better job with... I'm not going to talk about that, actually. Um, because that will just bring <laughs> up bad feelings. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about when it comes to Dragon Ball, One Piece, the two? I just love that. I mean, look look what it's done. We're, we're chilling here on a Friday night, uh, Saturday morning over in Japan, talking about these two shows. One of them has been around for so long. One of them has been around for a long time, but not as long. <laughs> And we can just hang out and talk about this stuff, and it feels natural for these two fandoms to come together in a way that a lot of fandoms can't do. We were mentioning this earlier with all the different shonen. You have the Bleach, the Naruto's. Everyone wants to get up on their pedestal and shout from the mountaintop about how they're the superior one. We can just put that bullshit aside and be like, remember those poop jokes? That was good times. (laughs) (laughs) And there are a lot of them. That is true. And I agree. I mean, it's awesome. I've I've been a Dragon Ball fan for as long as I could remember at this point, too. So I definitely have a tremendous amount of respect for that as well. So, and, you know, when I first saw One Piece, you don't really think, like, this doesn't look like, a, you know, something a Dragon Ball fan would necessarily gravitate to. But I feel like it's almost for that, it's for that generation. And the fact the fact of the matter is, we were talking about it earlier too. Both series are starting to bring back that new generation. I mean, that's what they're trying to do with Kai and also probably the economy. But um, th- right. that, that's what they're trying to do with Kai. And Ooh, what was that show that made lots of money? Let's bring that one back. <laughs> I think they've done that with at least three series by this point, um, at least in the in the last year. Um, but the thing is, when you look at the ratings every week, which I'm for some reason way too obsessed with, you see every week it's either, you know, One Piece, Dragon Ball Kai, Dragon Ball Kai, One Piece, and they're always right next to each other, and they're always doing really well, and they're at the top. So, I mean, it's that camaraderie. I'm assuming the people in Japan who watch it watch both series because they're not losing an audience usually. It's either they're gaining one or it's around the same. Yeah. I'm waiting for them to release the Dragon Ball Kai Anabooks thing. <laughs> that would be entertaining to see. I'm I'm a little I was when I first heard about it I definitely was expecting them to be reanimating it so I was a little disappointed. But we got a new intro reanimated. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of tweaked it a little later on. Yeah, I kind of want to see like a whole new Dragon Ball movie actually come out of Kai like once Kai finishes or something. Uh, Mike, why haven't they done that yet? If you can. Yeah. I, I, what the hell? Why not? We've had the jump special. That's it. How has there been absolutely nothing since 1997? I mean, what what's going on? Why? 
I, I have no other question other than why. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it doesn't no make sense. sense. It doesn't make sense. It, it really doesn't. I mean, you just saw like how much the new One Piece movie made. If they had a One Piece Dragon Ball movie, oh that my God. would be cool yeah. too. Especially made by Toriyama, or at least created in part by Toriyama. That, I, you know, I think if they Japan ever, would just implode. I mean, yeah. no one would be able to deal with that. You know, the entire if country. did a Dragon Ball One Piece movie, it would probably end with Goku and Luffy doing the fusion thing. <laughs> that would be interesting a rubbery goku oh my penis can stretch <laughs> you have to bring it back to that craig you have to bring it back to that but no that that i don't understand completely either because dragon ball at least for the entire decades of ni- the 1980s and the 1990s were the biggest cash cow for shonen jump and shoesha and Toei. and i don't really understand why they're well, I know Tori is going after it again, but I don't understand why Shonen Jump isn't. Well, I, there seems to be this reluctance to really hit it head on. I mean, Kai is the epitome of we're not going to do a new thing. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's someone behind the scenes preventing them from doing it or doesn't want to sign off on. It. Does Toriyama not want to let them so he doesn't get roped into doing something entirely new or supervising? It might be something or just, just... going on. Or it just turns into GT again if he doesn't Oof. get fully involved in it. Watch, Toei's going to take after Funimation. They're going to release Kai. Then they're going to release a reanimated version. <laughs> okay. Let's get American animators to redo Kai. Well, this is something we mentioned on the show before. Funimation has someone new whose sole job is to work on co-productions. What better property than Dragon Ball to go after this with? I I agree. That is a very yeah. good point. I would be I would definitely endorse that idea. I don't know why me endorsing that would do anything, but <laughs> you heard it here first. Confirmed. <laughs> I have endorsed it. That means it will happen. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. I oh God, I'm losing my train of thought a lot today. But but yeah, go uh, on, Jason. I was just gonna say. I remember when Cross Epic was first announced. Everybody thought it was going to be something like fighting. <laughs> I, I remember reading threads like, oh, it's going to be fighting. Oh, it's going to be this. Oh, it's going to be this. When it came out, everybody was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's so a dragon like, ah. tea party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in retrospect, when you just look at it, it's a cool little thing that they did. But if you were going in with those kind of expectations, yes, you'd be very disappointed. Everybody's going like, oh, I guess that's enough. What the hell? But do you think Toriyama's afraid that if he does something, if something is new, is done new with Dragon Ball, that it would you know taint the franchise, or is it just that he doesn't want to? I I, I don't know. He can't be too concerned. I mean, he signed off on GT, regardless of whether or not you even like GT. The fact that he allowed it to continue without his full supervision means, on some level, he's okay letting go. Yeah, but... he just wants money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, who wouldn't? Yeah, exactly. That's not a bad <laughs> but, motivation. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I, I say, I think I'm, maybe I'm just convincing myself. I think he just doesn't want to get roped into doing something more than he's willing to or able to commit to. That makes, I guess that makes sense. I, I mean, I eventually do hope that it comes back in some form. I mean, it's coming back in the United States, I guess, with with uh, the Nicktoons thing. And um, I guess that's it. But, and the and the dragon boxes and the Kai. I mean, we were talking about it earlier with releases in the United States, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't really mind having nine releases to complain about. 
because it would mean that people were out there buying all nine releases. Because when I like when I talked to Adam at a convention, uh, Adam Sheehan, the uh, the marketing, well, he was the marketing guy. Um, he's he's saying, well, continue doing stuff that's Dragon Ball related because it'll make us money. I mean, for the same reason Toriyama would continue to make a Dragon Ball thing. So I, I mean, I understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, a lot of those early releases were kind of odd and weren't, as I think you've said on your podcast, they weren't targeting any specific audience out there. Right. You know, it pulls back to earlier discussions about what the show is, where it needs to be. These long running shows, the way they work in Japan is merchandise. They, mm-hmm. I mean, they make some money from advertisements on the TV show, but these are all vehicles for other things. The American licensing companies don't have that luxury anymore. They're not getting their long-running shows on TV. And so now they somehow have to make the show itself the product. And yeah. it just does not work in today's society. I remember for merchandise in Japan when they had the chopper dressed as like every single Dragon Ball Z character. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I was going to say to Greg and Julian who are in Japan, how often do you guys see chopper? He's all over the place, but the other characters not so much. Well, I I understand because Chopper's the cute one that people buy, and all the hundreds of Dragon Ball related clothing. Chopper um, is the the anti mascot character that turned into a mascot character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Greg, I remember when you sent me the Chopper as Vegeta thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've, we, got, we've got so much more. We have uh, Chopper as Garlic Junior. Seriously? There's like every yeah. single character. There's like character great. Chopper in Mr. The Satan. But some of those are like a hundred dollars. Great, great Saiyan, great Saiyan chopper. Okay, that, that does sound pretty awesome though. But the, I mean I know all of those are like insanely expensive. some of those are insanely expensive. But I think I don't think the American producers here realize that they could do that as much anymore. They did it with Pokemon, I know, and a little bit with Dragon Ball because I know when I was a kid and I was into DBZ, I wanted to buy stuff for it, and I don't think there was a lot of stuff to buy, like at least a shirt or something. I also didn't know where to look at the time because I was well, a kid. the thing was it was on TV then. That's how you knew about it, right? How do you know about this stuff? You don't because you're 12 and you have a paper route and you can't buy <laughs> every single last DVD box set. Well, that's a lot of the problem. I mean, that's why I talk about people <laughs> buying the DVDs. So then television companies would be. I don't care where the hell it goes on television at this point. If it is where people could see it. Then, then that stuff could happen. I feel like it could. Well, it's a whole other conversation about is yeah. the internet going to be the new TV? I mean, we have all these streams of shows. So, is television really necessary? Because the kids are all online too. Yeah. But there's no central gatekeeper saying, "Hey, kids, this is the cool show you want to watch." It's still the <laughs> license holders that are doing the pimping. And that's like when your mom's trying to tell you what the cool show to watch is. Like, no, you kind of need someone who's cooler than the person that makes it selling it to you if that makes any sense i think yeah as far as one piece goes what they could really do what would really help is from the jump festa specials that came out like two years ago i think it is at this point put the dragon ball and the one piece one on one disc and sell it i, I agree that that would do well buy it right away because of dragon ball and those who aren't into one piece would see the special and there you go that's how you could in- start introducing it to people by using a fan base that's already making a crap load of money. Well, what what they said the big problem with One Piece is in marketing it is that there is a 300 or something or like 200 episode gap right now. 
in the United States and that they've dubbed or they have released subs of up to episode, what are they, 106 or something. And yeah, then, but they also take it down. No, no, now they have them all up from what I've seen. I mean, I don't know everything up to 106, but I know 391 to 441 is up. I mean, they're all here. Um, do well, you no, to- I think that's that's a really important point is that there's a gap and stuff came over late and then there were all these problems with rights and stuff. Same things happen with so many other series. Talk about Gundam. Why is Gundam not popular in the U.S.? Because it didn't come over here when it was new. You can't take this and show it to people 20 years later and expect them to think it's the new hotness. One Piece isn't old, but it's not new either. You can't convince the same audiences of uh, what to love, you know? Well, Dragon Ball, when it came over here, was like 10 years old too, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but we had an interesting... Uh, <laughs> that was scenario. the time before... You guys had Toonami, which that's, yeah, no, had the that's awesome the time, packaging around it. That's the time that was before, before Toonami. Before anime was anime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the USA. And we've talked about that. To, to <laughs> Dragon Ball was just a show. It was this cool show on TV. Yeah. Right. I that's remember, how stuff gets popular. It's not popular because it's anime. It was popular because it was an awesome show. It's popular because I was 11 years old and it was on after school. Well, the exactly. thing is, when I was like going for school, it was the only good show that was on at 6 a.m. before I left for school. <laughs> that's it was right. On, I don't even so remember it being Sailor on. Moon. <laughs> <laughs> that's also true, yes. Um, are there any... I guess we should kind of wrap up since we've been talking for like two hours. Um is there any any final thoughts anyone wants to get out there? Or you guys? I'm going to catch you know, up. <laughs> I was going to say, they're both great series. I'd like to see more crossover stuff aside from figures. Like maybe fighting game where it's just Dragon Ball and One Piece. Personally, so I like... want to be pandered to. Yes. Okay. I like it. As long as we're like clear it. on that. Yes. I yeah. also would like to be pandered to. I want to yeah, put that out on the record. As far as Dragon Ball goes, I hope they use Kai as an opportunity for maybe another special... Or maybe another movie or something. I think they could do... I mean, they could do so much with both of these series. I mean, hopefully more than tea parties. Um, but I, <laughs> I think together they, they would work very well. As we said, the characters... There's a lot of similar characters there. And there's a lot of similar plot lines there that could potentially yeah. happen. And it's not like they haven't done stuff. They've done the two specials, which went across multiple screens. At least I think it's only two. But, yeah. Yeah, there's two that I know of. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll there'll be more Dragon Ball stuff in the future <laughs> if that hasn't been clear. And they'll and One Piece is going to continue on forever and ever. Either way, I think both series are going to be out there. At least they're popular in Japan, where it matters that they continue. But as an American fan, I I feel that well, Greg, I know you went over to Japan a lot to like get into the series that you loved so much as a kid. Yeah, that was that was the the impetus and uh up until my uh when i came here after high school that was i mean it was still the the, the big reason for me coming here and then i came here and there was nothing and then i said wow this is very different and then uh went back home and then they they started to release the kanzenbans and then that the, the the perfect collections they started to uh to to uh, bring this the second boom the second wave of uh, of dragon ball that has <laughs> become the tidal wave that it is now uh which is great um but i i'd like to see one more movie that, that <laughs> I'd, I'd i'd love to see one just just one one more movie they have the theaters. perfect excuse now yeah yeah i'm thinking when kai ends like or towards the end of kai 
I, I mean, one can only hope. Yeah, wouldn't but wouldn't we have heard about it at this point because it's supposed to be ninety nine hundred episodes? No, we don't the, hear about stuff until it's upon yeah. us. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, um, where are they? Yeah, at? Like, yeah, Zach, when did we know about the Full Metal Alchemist series before it really started? That's true. And the Dragon Ball Kai, we only heard about a couple of weeks ahead, right? Or am I imagining that? No, that's absolutely true. It started in April. We heard rumblings. Uh, it's so nice to say this. We had you know <laughs> someone from the Philippines branch on our forum that kind of broke the news, and everyone's like, "What are you talking about? You are crazy." <laughs> <laughs> and then sure enough, the next month, uh, Jump comes out and showcasing it. And we're like, all right, you're our inside source. Tell us everything. Oh, so really, source. Yeah. first word to hit in February, first Kai coming out in April. So yeah, two well, months. But I mean, the rare exception, I guess, would be uh, Strong World because they announced those movies before they came out. I mean, uh, at the end of the last movie when they were producing them every year. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Was that announcement on your forum similar to the time that some guy said Toriyama changed the ending of Dragon Ball? Yeah, that, that, that was like that one thing where some <laughs> dude said something. There were even pictures and people were like, ah, he's crazy. He's just doing photoshops. <laughs> oh, you gotta love some. It's people. April 1st. It's not real. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so I, guess, I guess I'll round off, uh, but I hope we could do this again. And I'll try and plan things out more because I feel like we've been a little off the cuff, which is fine. I just am a little more uncomfortable for some reason in that format. But you could check out Dizenshu EX if you, for some reason, don't know about it. You could go to dizex.com. That's D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. Is there anything else you want to pimp, Mike? No, I mean, we, we talk about the show on the internet every week and we write about the show on the internet sometimes daily. We just love talking about this stuff, and it makes us so happy to share it with people, and we just want more people to know about it and come join us. I think at least, I've been listening to you for a while, but Ed, when did you start listening to Tyson? Um, 2005. Wow, yeah, yeah, that's when we started the show. That was, that was like winter break of my freshman year of college, and I got it. Yeah, I, I remember that. I rediscovered your website and podcast after about three and a half years of not caring about anime at all, and that's kind of what got me back into it. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> I, for, I forgot what got us back into anime because we started watching freshman year and I had also been out of it for a bit. Mm. Then we started watching um, Adult Swim back when they still had, like, when we were watching Trigun. Yeah, we were watching or... Trigun at night. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Then there's me. I came to Japan and got out of anime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Greg. I know how that can do that to a person. Ed, do you want to do you want to tell everyone how they could contact us? Well, sure thing. I think Greg has probably made an update to uh, thepiratesummit.com, or he will soon for uh, new uh, Oda's deep thoughts on his website, thegrandline.com. Which will probably have poop jokes. <laughs> and and, uh, and we, we also have a, the interview with uh, Oda. Oh, that, that was, was it's in a cool Ira. interview. Yeah, the Ira, uh, which is actually more of an article uh, that's now up as of, the, as of now. Yeah, I gotta say that. That's, that's one thing that I love about being part of the One Piece community right now is that Unlike what the Dragon Ball community had when it was going through its phase in America, we don't they didn't have as many contemporary sources of things going on in Japan in real time as you know, more or less of a, of a postmortem like they got it. It's just being right. able to go through these things in real time as the as as like real as the, as the original source material comes out. You know, yeah. We, yeah. during during Mike and um, my time, we did actually ha- we ha- we caught the tail end of it. Mm. Uh, and it was it was fun. I mean, the internet was young. Uh, <laughs> it was a spry we were, little kid. He, people, people, yeah. 
We used to play with 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 wooden things. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, it's true, I, Craig. I you started your site in '97, right? '97. It was a year before me. It was it was an interesting time. I mean, GT had just ended when I was starting my site. It, just the time of the internet and fandom and trying to catch up on things. Ah, lovely yeah, it's, memories. It's crazy it was, to think about. Yeah. I mean, I remember I remember going to your site. How old was I then? I'm not even going to say. Man. Um, but when yeah, probably you, when you guys first have just out. said when you were in college, and I'm going, oh, <laughs> oh okay. Um, uh, I was at least, God, I don't remember what grade I was in. But I remember See, going that's the to thing. A You're talking of... about grades. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, there's I mean, the problem right there. I don't remember like I remember a bunch of sites I went to like Planet Namek. Oh, oh yeah, God, yes. Oh, now I watched like I think I watched like QuickTime clips on my parents' DSL in their office. <laughs> oh, you guys had DSL, really? Yeah. I had I had AOL 2.5. I remember that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And I, that I remember going to those websites then and using GeoCities. That was also interesting. Oh, straight from dial-up to cable. Yeah. Um, but you were talking about how people could view us or listen to us. Yes, as I was saying, you know, OnePiecePodcast.com and Forums.OnePiecePodcast.com for all your discussion needs. Um, you know, yell at us um, on Twitter and uh, and Skype, too. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash OnePiecePodcast. Um, we are also available on AIM and, uh, and Skype, as I said, at One Piece Podcast, no spaces. And um, we got a phone number, too. How about that phone number, Zach? That phone number, which we got a lot of calls for the first time. I'm very really? happy. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. No one I, had I used called that. last night. Yeah, Greg through. called last night. Oh, sweet. <laughs> he, I think the beginning of the message was, oh, this works. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's 347-497-MAJI. 347-497-6254. So you could call that. Call anytime. <laughs> call right now. What would happen if I called right now? You'd probably go right to a message because you're, you're on Skype right now, so you're taking the time. So I'd either have to put you on hold here or <laughs> not answer you there. Put me on hold to take my call. All right. <laughs> <laughs> is that okay or is that rude to cut you off to, <laughs> to listen to yourself? But, you know, I really want to hear back when you start catching up again, because I, I would find it really awesome to see what you think as you actually, read it. Actually, I'd like um, updates after getting through an arc, if you want. Yeah, Mike, you're <laughs> free to come on anytime to talk about that. All right. Uh, that gives me an incentive to actually do so. We, sh on that we, should, we should make you have, like, deadlines to read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, way I'm going to get anything done. If, if you want, I'm very willing to do that. I feel yes, like yes. an ass about it, but I would do that. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that are really worth the investment, and that's what I tell a lot of people. And, you know, I'm definitely going to take your advice as much as I possibly can and do stuff for people who are new to the series, because I've been definitely neglecting that. I, I think at the beginning when we first started, Ed, we did more of that, but we've been slacking. Yeah. But also, I mean, what was going on in the in the series when we first started the uh, podcast a year ago? It was very different. Um, <laughs> you mean what saga were we at, or what? There's what the it wasn't as monumental of a feeling as it, as it is right now. No, it's hard not to get caught up in the what's right now of One Piece. You'll see when you get there, Mike. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I think that's going to be it. So I just want to thank everyone who came on. I want to thank EGX, Jason. No problem. Greg. Happy to be here as always. And, of course, Mike from uh, Dizex. Thank you. Oh, Julian so was here. Oh, and, and Julian yeah. was here for a little bit, too. 
Let's thank him. Thank you to Julian. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Julian. Julian, thank you. That was was very nice. Uh, We're all stumbling over each other, so uh, for the One Piece podcast and for, I guess, Dyson Entry EX for Mike, this has been the Cross Epic. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. That's off.